And good morning, uh, dearest on Jerut Radio, jerutradio.com, uh, Jerut uh, on the app, uh, 712-432-4217, and 712-432-4217, and 720-7876, and uh, 718-506-9099, 718-506-9099, and the rest, oh, you know, the uh, Facebook and all this, and we are right now, Uh, welcome, I'm uh, Sam Gindi with uh, the way Parashat HaShavua through the eyes of Rabbi Avigdor Miller and Sam, good morning and how are you doing? I'm doing fine, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be here again to address the, our beautiful and gorgeous Jewish listeners out there all over the world, it's a big zechut zechut for me, zechut for Nisim, zechut for the radio, zechut for all, the, all our Jewish people So uh, certainly we have to uh, support the station, and uh, the way to support them is through donations, through dedications, through uh, sending your money. We need money in order to um, keep things rolling over here. We need Kemach and Torah. So we need some Kemach, and everybody wants to certainly uh, exhibit the Hakarat Tov. We're all good Jews out there, good human beings, and if you get something, you have to show appreciation and gratitude. It's not enough to feel it in your heart. You should also feel it, show it, with your hand in your pocket. So we are emerging from the holy holiday of Shavuot. And to tell you the truth, we really never emerged from that holiday. We're always in Shavuot. We should always been inside of Shavuot. Shavuot is Matan Torah, Talmud Torah, Kenegit Kulam. That is, Shavuot is, the, is on our minds always. The truth that, and always, of course, Shavuot uh, means, the essence of Shavuot is, is, um, Ma'amad Har-Sinai. Ma'amad Har-Sinai is the picture, the picture, the model that we have and it has been depicted in our Torah uh, explicitly with the kolot and the brakim and the thunder and the lightning and the hoshech and anan, kabed me'od and a heavy cloud. And finally, and you have the, uh, the shofar blowing as depicted in our Torah as painted in our Torah, and then you have a call. Finally, you have the call, the big voice of Hashem, the big voice, the call, ha-call. And that call is being heard uh, by, uh, by all the Jewish people in Har Sinai, and uh, maybe even all over the world, they heard the call. And that call is, uh, is that the picture that... That's the picture we have to have. You have to have that picture the rest of your life. As the um, bomb says in the Gere Teman, You have to have that picture in front of you all the time. In fact, it's one of the Esem Mizvot of Zechira. It's called Ma'amad Harsinai. Every day we have 10 Mizvot of remembering. It means that you have Mizvot actually in your mind. Mizvot of see. You see, you have a mitzvah to do. You've got to put on tefillin, you've got to give tzedakah, you have to honor your mother and father, you have to uh, do chesed. Uh, it's not enough to think those things. You think all you want about tzedakah, but you don't get any reward for thinking about tzedakah. You didn't do anything. I thought you're thinking about it, but it's not, you've got to do it. There's certain mitzvot you've got to do before, it, with your actions. And, and there are other mitzvot that you can actually get credit from them or get reward from them or get improvement from them and get perfection from them because that's what mitzvot are. They are means to perfection. Mitzvot are means to an end. They're the means to become closer to Hashem, means to become more perfect, means to show self-control, means to have to exhibit 
your 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 separation from the nations of the world means to learn to somebody means the mitzvot, but they were mitzvot of the machshaba. You have mitzvot of even in your thinking, and the the, the, the there was the ten that are enumerated, the mitzvot machshaba, that there are many many more mitzvot. But one is not to to remember the score zechira is in zechira is in your mind to remember Muhammad Har Sinai. Remember the man, remember the Shabbat, remember Amalek, remember what happened to Miriam. A lot of them remember that Hashem gives you the call, Lasot Chayel. All these are mitzvot of Zechira. Zechira, you don't got to say anything. Just put it in your mind. You're walking in the street today, put it in your mind. I want to remember that we, stat, we, we stood around Har Sinai, 300,000 Jews between 20 and 60, a total of approximately 3 million people. The, the younger ones and the older ones and the, and the ladies and the uh, and the converts all around Har Sinai, three million that they were to witness Matan Torah, one time, one time only, and this is why we were here today because of those witnesses. Har Sinai Medim Yakumadavar on two witnesses, two witnesses better than uh, to put up put two witnesses as we have in our in our, in our parashat today. Parashat we have the Enanda uh, Sota. There were two witnesses that she secluded herself. One witness is worthless. One witness is no good. Two witnesses, then, it could force her into a position where she has to drink the waters. So two witnesses uh, in our religion is um, is as strong as a contract. Two witnesses on anything is is very, very strong. So over here, we didn't have two witnesses. We had three million witnesses. Three million witnesses on Harsina. So that's what we are reliving today after Shavuot. We don't just push Shavuot on the side, we continue to have that picture of Ma'amad Har Sinai. So again, you walk on the street and you think about Ma'amad Har Sinai, you're doing a Mizvat Aseh of Zechira. And it's not hard. Not hard at all. So you walk on the street, think about the man. You walk on the street, think about the, uh, you know, think about um, that Hashem gives you Koach Lasot Chayel or that Maseh Amalek. Think about, about Miriam that she spoke maybe Lashon Lara. You got to think about that. When you think about it, you are performing mitzvah and you should remember. Remember means you should think about it. So we are emerging from this holiday and we certainly have to continue to be um, influenced by the holiday and reflect back on what we've, the, the effort that we put into the holiday of Shavuot some of us stayed up all night. We certainly, we, we read the whole tikkun of Shavuot uh, um, yesterday in, uh, in, in our shul in Sharetzion. We had an, an explosion of Torah. We had um, I don't know maybe a couple thousand people come to the, come to shul in shul, and uh, we had quite a few uh, events in shul. One of them was we had um, in the big ballroom. We had the, um, the finishing off of the season of the Chavruta program, which was running. All, all year this year, where weekly we had people getting together, two at a time, getting together and, and learning of a certain segment that was prepared by the, by the rabbis. And this uh, whole program, uh, it, it filtered down, it, fil it filtered into uh, many of the old other shuls that are also doing the same thing. And they've been, been very successful in doing it. Oh, it's been a tremendous program of learning and uh and, uh, and and people are people are excited by it, and they're being drawn to it. This is something that was never never seen before in the hundred years of our community. Never seen before. So 
Because, you know, people want to be part of a good thing. In general, people like to be part of good of a successful thing. Have a successful guy, you want to be close to a successful guy. So over here, the rabbis have created a successful environment. And that's a big chokmah to do such a thing. Of course, it was a it was the uh, the the the, the, um, the 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 thought process of our original rabbis to have Torah centers and and things like that, and it took many years for it to come to fruition. But yesterday we had an ashul. We had Rabbi Diamond came special to Rosh Kolel from Deal came special to our shul in Sharon, and he spoke in the dome and he spoke in the in the in the, uh, in the ballroom, and uh, and uh, it was very. Um, enlightening and very uh, inspiring and he spoke basically about where we came from and where we are now and it was a big ness, big miracle not any less than the miracle of the now parasha that the, the, the of the mesota that miracle of the lady that uh, that she drank the the waters and as she was exonerated she had beracha that's also a giant miracle so this miracle is no less and the, the truth of the matter is the community at that time you know 60 years ago or so was not going was not headed anywhere as he the rabbi explained that um or, or actually uh, articulated and depicted that in those days we had maybe um you know on shabbat only class to have shabbat only you had one class with eight people another class with two three people another class at night with five people that was the whole torah center that we had people learning torah today baruch hashem it's an explosion it's a completely different story and the youth of our community i have even took it to the next level. The kids, the kids are going to school and they're coming back after school, after a full day of school, whether it's elementary school or high school, and they're coming back to school to learn more. They didn't get enough. They don't get enough of a good thing. So, you know, it's a big thing. We should be very proud of it. And um, we should uh, thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he brought to this to this to happen. And it's not a, it's not a, not a regular thing and it's not happening in the, uh, in the outside communities of even the Orthodox outside communities um, uh, throughout the world, we, we don't see such an explosion happening like it is in our community. Maybe they'll take the lead. Could be they'll take the lead. But we are we are reflecting on now. And 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 we want to say over here that we have to know that after Shabbat we're not the same anymore. We're different. You have to act different. Of course, you've gone through a, another Chagah Shabuot. You made it here. First of all, you have Hakarat that you made it to Shabuot. Some people didn't make it there. Some people didn't make it to, you know, the cycle of the year. Some people didn't make it the cycle of the month. Others didn't make it the cycle of the week. Some people didn't wake up this morning. So we have to be very thankful uh, that we made it to another Shabuot. That's the first thing we've got to be thankful for, that we made it. And we have to realize, and we also re-accepting the Torah. He move like in Purim. We're reaccepting the Torah with, with more fervor, with more commitment. That's that's the idea. Shabbat we want to be more committed to to to, to reaccepting the Torah means committed to misfort ma'asim Purim and tamut Torah keneget kulam. So so that is Shabbat. We shouldn't walk around walk around and say I want the same old same old same old. I'm gonna be the same old guy. Uh, you know that uh, you know that doesn't uh, cut it really. And that's not what we're in this world for. We're not in this world to be the same old guy. We're in this world to be la'asot. La'asot means to do. It means to do, to make something out of yourself. And that's what we're here in this world, to be different. So when you meet a guy in the street, you used to go to high school with him, you meet him after 20 years, and you tell him, Jack, wow, you're the you haven't changed a bit. You're the same old guy I saw 20 years ago. That's an insult. That's an insult. 
because we don't want to be the same old guy we were 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago. We want to be a different guy. We want to be a better guy, a better lady, a better guy, a better person because we're working on ourselves, because we're learning Torah and learning to learn how to work on yourself. Torah, Musar, and this is, this is uh, what we're in this life for, not to be the same old guy. You don't want to be the same as the way you were born. You want to be the same. You want to go up to Hashem after 120 years and say, ah, I'm, uh, and he's going to say, oh, you're the same old guy? No. You want to be the same old guy. No. no. So, so we have to know we are, we re-accepted Torah and we are transformed. God is, is renewing his goodness and his greatness and his power and his kindness every day. He's renewing it. He's renewing it because he wants you to renew it too. He wants you to be renewed. Not enough that he renews it. He's renewing it for our benefit. Why is he renewing the world? For us to get a, take the hint, take the model that we also should be renewed. You get up in the morning, you're a new guy. The rabbi used to tell us, he used to say, you know, person, he has, uh, has bayot. He has problems before he goes to sleep. Everybody has problems. Nobody, everybody's got problems. Every person has problems. Some bigger problems, some smaller problems, some, some uh, uh, financial problems. Some marital problems, some uh, problems with children, any kind of problem. It's, uh, health problems. Everybody's got some kind of. There's no such thing as a guy without problems. Impossible. The only guy without problems is a guy that's six foot under. He doesn't have any more problems. He doesn't have more problems in this world, but he, he has got problems in the next world because he has to answer for what he did in this world. They're gonna tell him in the next world, "Hey, I gave you Sundays off. What did you do with your Sundays?" Oh, that's a problem. You better have something to answer for that. You have a whole Sunday off. Because I gave you Saturdays off. What did you do with your Saturdays? You walk in the street in the city window shopping. Oh, that's a problem. You're not going to get out of that problem. That's a very big problem. Tremendous problem. It's like you have a, a multimillionaire father and he gives you every week an allowance of $100,000 or $50,000, whatever it is. Then at the end of the week, the month, the year, he said, he said Sonny boy, what did you do with the money? I didn't do anything good with them. I didn't do anything. I put it in the bank. I squandered it. I went on vacation. I bought a, I bought a two Bentleys. I went on a, a big, uh, I took uh, hundreds of people to Israel and, and I paid for the whole thing. But what did you do with the money? Life is more than money. So Hashem wants to know, what did you do with the life? What did you do with your life? And we're going to have to answer for that. All of us are going to have to answer. What did you do with every day off, every minute of your, what did you do with it? Did you make use of it? Did you grow with it? Did you learn with it? Did you help people with it? Did you encourage people with it? Did you did you go visit your mother and father with it? Today's a good day. You're going to visit your father, maybe? Father's Day? It's a good day to visit your father. But just as important to visit your father is to write him a card. Very important. He doesn't want, he don't want that pair of slippers. He's got plenty of pairs of slippers. They don't need another pair, another pair of slippers. So you write him a card. You take your time. Ten minutes. Think about it. Dear Dad. You do everything for me. I uh, learned, you taught me so much. You, you, I learned everything from you. You put so much into me. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, you, I, I, I owe you so much. Then you write, I love Sonny Boy. Love Jack. Love Isaac. Love Junior. Whatever it is, but you write that card. That card is worth more than all the slippers in the world. Because the slippers are going to throw in the garbage after a while. But the card, he's going to save that card. Believe you me, he's going to save the card. And, one, and, and when he gets, things get older, he's going to refer to those cards and see. And it's going to make him very happy, those cards. So 
that is that's Hakarata. So Hashem wants to also open the cards. He wants to open our cards. But not cards is he's always he always has our cards. He wants to see what we're doing with our time, with our day. So in Shabuot, we are saying over and over, Atabekhatanu Mikul Amim, Ahabtahatanu Bikidishtanu Miswatab, Kidashtanu Miswatab. So the Mizvot we have to know. So we're saying over and what? We're reiterating and re- reinvigorating and re-implanting in ourselves that we are the chosen people. You've chosen us from all the nations. That's a good feeling. That's a great feeling. That you, Hashem, have chosen us, the Jewish people, from all the nations to be Am Segula, to be your firstborn son, to be Am Yechidi, to be Beni Yechidi, Beni Bechori Israel. You've chosen us from all the nations. Now, this is a, this is something you don't have to announce this to any to, to the goyim. You don't got to announce this to anybody. You could say it amongst ourselves. We should say it. We should be very proud of it. And of course, we have to live up to it. If you, if if we understand that Hashem is is, is 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 telling us that He chose us, that He's our Father, we have to act in kind. We have to do what our Father wants us to do. We have to make your will like my will. My will is the Torah. Eternal thirteen. Mizvot, that's Hashem's will. So once we understand that we are the children of Hashem, of course the next step is to know how much we owe Hashem. That it's not for free. There's nothing for free in this world. Everything is behejbon. It's all calculation. So when you know what you're getting, you know all the good you're getting, and then and you know how much good you're getting, that's commensurate with how much thanks you got to give. And the thanks is not enough to give lip service. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, you can't just say thank you. You have to show. You have to put your money where your mouth is. You gotta put your money where your mouth is, right? And your money—that's your time. We're talking about time now. Like Robert Diamond said last night, time is money. Not time is money. Money is time. Money is time. And to earn money, you have to give up your time. Your time—that's life. What does time mean? Time means life, because you only have a certain amount of seconds in this world only have a certain amount of minutes and hours in this world that's life so today is sunday yesterday was shabbat you had a set shabbat's gone that's water under the bridge as they say that's the river water the river's water already went it came and it went you can't take you can't get it back you cannot get it back no matter what you do so so the question is what did you do with it so you have to make a cheshbon you have to you have to you have to look back at the end of the day every day and try to see, try to examine what you did with that day, what you did with that time, what you did with that money, so to speak. So, so because, because, because it's, because Hayom Katsav, Hamelacha Meruba. It's a short day, it's a short life, there's a lot to do. And the time is running, the clock is running. I have to know that, it's very important to know that. It's, uh, Yetzirah is telling you, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You always got tomorrow. You didn't do it today, you do it tomorrow. And it's like the rabbi uh, was saying yesterday, you have to have a plan. Everything needs a plan. You, have to, you can't just say, I'm going to start learning. You have to have a plan. I'm going to learn Tuesdays at uh, 9.30. Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. You have a plan, a schedule. You need a schedule for whatever you do. With a schedule, you can grow. Without a schedule... You're nobody. You're not going to grow anywhere. So we are talking about You chose us. We have to know that. That's the Bechartano. The key of the Bechartano is because of this love. 
the hashkacha, the divine intervention, divine cognizance, divine uh, watchfulness and, 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 and determination of Hashem of every single thing in this world is certainly, is certain. That's, that's called hashkacha pratit, individual uh, determination, individual watchfulness, the hashkacha. And, but the difference is when it comes to the Jewish people, it's hashkacha shel ahaba. It's his love. His love for what? His love for Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov. It says, Abraham ohavi. Abraham is my beloved. Why? Because I know Abraham, you're going to share Yitzaveh, Epanav, Eponatav, Epetav, Acharav, Balechet, Beder Hashem. Because I know that Abraham, you're loyal, that you're going to raise your children and, and, your, and, your, and your household to walk in the ways of Hashem, which Rambam says, have good midot, have good character traits. That's the key. And then we go on and say, Bekidishanu b'misvotav. And he sanctified us with his misvot. That's what misvot do a lot of things. But one of the things we don't realize, misvot sanctify us. Misvot elevate us. They do a lot of things for us. And you have to know, misvot are a gift from the king and a commandment of the king. We are the servants of the Hashem. And this is like Moshe and David, they call Eved Hashem. So it's such a privilege to have misvot. Misvot, a commandment from the king, the king of the universe. Ah. So, but a general intention, Rabbi Miller writes down that a general intention of all mitzvot is all the mitzvot have a general intention, and that is the expression of gratitude to Hashem and hakarata tov. Every mitzvah. So, you, so for example, why do you put on tefillin? We're grateful. We have an arm to put the tefillin on it. Why do you, uh, uh, whatever, any mitzvah is, is, is a gratitude that you have a day of life. Why are you eating kosher food? I'm grateful I have a day of life. Hashem wants me to eat kosher food, so I'm expressing gratitude for the, for the air he's giving me, for a day of life. All the misfort are expressions of gratitude, and the gratitude is especially that we're in this world, that you made it here again. So if you made it here again and the king brought you here again, what's the least we can do? We've got to do Retsono. We've got to do his will. You have to do his will 613 misfort. Minimum we've got to do. That's what we got to do. Every one of these mitzvot are for our benefit, for our benefit, and 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 he gives us more reward for the mitzvot, even though we're incumbent to do the mitzvot. Even though we're chayav to do the mitzvot, we're getting reward for doing this mitzvot. Another per, another real fundamental reason for mitzvot, the benefit from mitzvot, intention of mitzvot is to. Refine Yisrael. Give us a lot of mitzvot. To make pure. To purify. Shemen Zayit Zach. Is to purify. To, how do you, mitzvot? Good character. Purifies our character. In what way? We have self-control. You can't eat what you want to eat. You can't do what you want to do. You can't carry when you want to carry. You can't carry on Shabbat. You can't light a fire on Shabbat. Why not? Self-control. Mitzvah is telling you, you can't do what you want to do. You cannot do whatever you want to do. You can't take somebody else's money. You can't embarrass anybody, insult anybody. You can't, uh, I don't know, you can't eat uh, milk after meat. You have to wait. All that is an exhibi- exhibition of self-control. 
that I cannot do what I want to do. People want to do what they want to do. So what, what I got to do? I'm a, you know, I'm my own boss around here. Well, I, I got my own money. I made my own money. I want to spend my money on whatever I want to spend my money on. So that is a, a bad attitude. That's a, that's a very terrible attitude because a person has to know that his money is not his money. His money is on loan. It's on loan from Hashem. Every dollar he got was given to him from Hashem, not on his on, on, on his behalf, on his work or whatever. He got it because Hashem gave him the money. And any rich man will tell you he's gone through ups and downs. He'll finally tell you that it's not due to my smarts. Hashem is giving me the money because he, 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 he wants to test me to see what I'm going to do with that money. So we have to know when you have given money, you can't do what you want with it. That's Torah. You have to do what is Hashem, according to the guidelines of the Torah, what you got to do with it. Because don't say it's my money. It's not Hashem throws those kind of guys out the window. Anybody thinks it's my strength and it's my brains and it's my and me, 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 that made all this money for me, then this guy here, Hashem will not forgive him. This guy is the worst kind of a guy because he don't believe in God. He thinks that God's not running the world. He thinks he's running the world. So we have to know that this, another general intention of Mizvot is good character with showing self-control. And it's also the Zakot of Yisrael to give a Zichut. Zakot also means to purify. It also means to give merit. Zichut. I want to have a Zichut. And what's the merit? Olam Haba. Wow. The Mizvot, a benefit of Mizvot is to gain Olam Haba. We'll say that again. The benefit of mitzvot, or a benefit of mitzvot, is to gain olam haba. Tremendous benefit. Olam haba is forever. Olam haba is your soul is living forever. And how could you get that benefit? By doing mitzvot. Mitzvot is, I said, kiddeshanu mitzvotav. He made us perfect. Kiddeshanu, sanctify us. Or perfect. Kadosh means perfect. He perfect. We're able to gain perfection through mitzvot. Another big benefit of mitzvot is to habdil otanu minagoyim. Like last night we said habdalah. Habdalah, we said. To separate us from the amim, from the nations of the world. We're not the same. Don't think we're the same. It's a very big mistake. Maybe you have the same eyes, the same nose, the same ears but you're very, very far from the same. You have to know you're not the same. We're chosen. From all the nations of the world. So you Jews out there, you have to know you're special. And it's a great feeling to know you're special. It doesn't mean you're looking down on anybody. It means that you have an obligation as being special to be great, to act special, to be better, to serve as a model for the whole wide world. And there's a liability here too. Because if you don't do those things, and if you're, if you're a bum, if you act negative, Hashem is going to take it out on you because He says, you know, you're my, my, you're my baby boy. And that's how you're acting. You're, 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 you're robbing banks or you're, whatever you're doing. You're, 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 you're uh, doing, doing drugs or whatever you're doing. Every negative, all the, any negative thing. You are the prince. You're the prince. You're representing the king. And in, in, in that in that. Uh, uh, understanding, with that understanding as you're representing the king then whatever you do is a reflection on the king and now we're talking about the king of the world king of the universe, especially a Yehudi what you do is a Kedush Hashem or a Chalul Hashem 
because you're representing the king. So it's a very big liability for us. We have a chance to gain greatly, and we have a chance to lose everything. When you make a kiddush Hashem, when you act properly, and uh, and, you, and you have people, and you make you make the world the world proud of who you are and and who you represent, then it's a tremendous benefit. You have a tremendous uh, uh, aliyah. You have a tremendous elevation to 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 be a partner in the um, propagation of the uh, of the uh, um, elevation of Hashem, of the idea that Hashem is the uh, running the whole world with kindness, pl- uh, power, and uh, and and uh, and uh, wisdom, and that the Jewish people are His representatives. So that is our opportunity, and, our, and what, what, what we can do. And Havdalah is a very important concept that the Mizvot are separating us. We put tefillin on, they don't. We keep Shabbat, they don't. We keep Pesach and Shabbat, they don't. We keep Kashrut, they don't. They don't have to. They don't have to. In fact, if they do it, they don't get any reward for that. If they have a goy keeping kasher, kasher, so what? He has a roast beef sandwich from a kosher deli. He doesn't get any reward for that. Nothing. It's like eating a ham sandwich for him too. He's, a, he's feeding his nesh, he's feeding his uh, body. But, but, but we have to realize uh, that that Havdalah, being separate, being different, you have to know that you're different. Before you can separate yourself from the Goyim, you have to know that you're separate. You have to know who you are. You have to know that you are Beni Bechori Yisrael. Once you know who you are and you start to, to accept the ideas and the ideals of Torah that Hashem, uh, um, that Hashem wants us to accept, that it's incumbent upon us to accept, then, then you can make then you could see the Havdalah. Otherwise, you don't see it. You go to, a, I don't know, go to a Florida University or University of Berkeley or any of these, any of these uh, corrupt colleges, and you, you know, and uh, let's say you're coming from a, uh, a secular background, a Jew from a secular, he has nothing in his life. He sits next to people. He thinks they're just like him. He thinks they're, you know, they're, they're like him, maybe better. Maybe they wear, you know, a blue suit and a white shirt and a blue tie, and they look very chashub. But we see in our, we see in our, and we look around and listen to the news in our generation. You see many, how many in the last, I don't know, hundred years, how many presidents and senators with white shirts and blue suits and red ties, and big nice uh, smiles and all kinds of, uh, all all kinds of uh, flamboyant and fancy talk. How many of them got caught with somebody else's wife? How many of them? Plenty of them, because they had no morals, because they they're not they're not there's no barrier, there's no gedir. There's no nothing holding them back. There's nothing holding them back. And if there's nothing holding us back, you could be sure we would be exactly the same. There's no self-control. So the Torah is giving us that self-control, and we have to thank Hashem for that. That's if you keep Torah, if you study Torah, if you know what we're talking about. Now, another thing with the benefit of Mizvot is Torah study. Torah study to do Mizvot, because you can't do Mizvot unless you study about it. And you have to, in order to know what to do, you have to be studying the halachot of what to do. You can't keep Shabbat or Pesach, Shabuot, Sukkot, or any of these things, or, 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 the, or the, even the, the misfot of Derech Eres, between men and his fellow men, or misfot how to honor your mother and father. It's not a natural thing. There's misfot that are, that are bordering, that are, that are uh, giving us the, uh, the guide, their guide 
the proper guide, the Torah guide for these things. You can't just open up Emily Post or uh, Ann Landers and get uh, guides for uh, marriage. Both of these ladies are divorced ladies. What do they know about marriage? They know nothing. They know about they know about how to ruin a marriage. And people looking up to them. Or you have uh, you know other people that people look up to or want to read how to how to succeed successful books. But most of these people were uh, failures, failures. So we have to know that the only way we can be successful uh, is to do the misvot and through Torah study. Study of Torah and Musar, Perkei Avot, Gemara, Humash, all of those things, on a re- especially on a regular basis, these things will infuse Yirat Shamayim into you, into us, and Yirat Shamayim is what we're here to gain. We're here to gain awareness of Hashem and reverence. We need reverence, respect, and reverence for the Torah. And of course, as I said, we're, getting, we're, just, we're, we're reliving Shabuot. The first step for reverence on Torah First, number one step. Number one step before you can go anywhere for respect and reverence is to know and to say and to believe and to have it in your veins that Torah is from heaven. Say it again. Torah is from Shamayim. Good statement. Most of the Jews in this world don't, 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 don't accept that. It's, it's, not in the, it's not in the mission statement of, of the conservative or the reform that the Torah is from heaven. They don't even know where heaven is. We say heaven is from God. Torah is from God. Every word in the Torah is God's uh, Torah. Now, when you can say that, then you can go ahead. Then you're on the road to success because now you know the Torah is immutable. It's unchangeable. It's 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 it it has uh, endless thoughts and ideas. It, it's the Maker that made you and me. He knows he's the that's the instruction booklet to. Uh, to a successful life, to all of the, all, all of us, he 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 he's the one that made us. So he knows how to he knows how to give us instructions to success. But it's only with the first belief, the first premise is that Torah is from Shemaim. Torah So that is a big idea. So that's the that's that's the first idea actually that to know that Torah mean Hashemayim. Where is Shamayim? Where is heaven? I don't know. What it really means is that God, that Torah we have today in our hand is is the is given to us from God of the universe. It's a tremendous thing. But not only God of the universe, the God Elohei Yisrael, Elokeinu, Hu Hashem Elokeinu, Bechol Ha'aretz Mishpatav. He is the God, our God, Elokeinu, the God, our God, the God of the Yehudim, the God of the Yisrael, Hashem Elokei Yisrael. Of course, he's the god of the whole world. He's the god of the bees and the plants and the flowers and the bananas. But in his hashkacha, in his divine intervention, divine providence is the word. Divine providence, there is only one nation that 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 in which Hashem exhibits his love, his love. Why? Because of his love for the avot. So that is us. We're benefiting from that. And we got to love him back too. we got to love him back also. We're still here 4,000 years. It's a long time. Abraham Avinu is 4,000 years ago. For 4,000 years, the Jewish nation has been protected from decimation. But many times it looked like it was over. Times of uh, Ramban tells us the time of the, the, the Greeks, Hanukkah times, it looked like it was over. Another, another minute it would have been extinguished. The Greeks were, they had most of the nation was 
Mityavnim. You know what Mityavnim means? Comes from the word Yevanim. Yevanim means the Greeks. Mityavnim means the Hellenists, the Hellenist Greeks, the ones that became Greeks. They wore, they acted more Greek than the Greeks. They threw out everything, threw out the, the religion, they threw out the, 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 the tradition, everything. And, the, and it was, if it wasn't for the Hashmonaim family, then there wouldn't have been any Kontramban. The Jewish nation was on the brink of extinction. And, you know, we've gone through a lot of uh, other, you had the Holocaust, you had the Crusaders, you have uh, many, many uh, uh, very rough times for the Jewish people. But, and we're still here. That is the biggest, the Yabit says, that that's the number one proof for the existence of God, the fact that the Jewish people are still here in this world. You know, the rest of the, the, the empires, they aren't here. The original Egyptians, they're not here. The original Romans, they're not here. The original Greeks, they're not here. The Hittim, Emorim, Perizim, Yebusim, all these guys, the, the Ashurim, the Nebuchadnezzar, Merech Babel, Babel ruled the whole world. They're not here. Hashperosh ruled the world. Peri, Parasumadai, they're not here. Those aren't the same guys in Persia. That the, they're Arabs in the Persia. The other ones were were, were uh, Benair, Yefet were in Persia before. Completely different race. So we are here. We have to look to that and, and we have to thank Hashem that has protected us all these years. And we're still over here. Now, not only we're here, he also, uh, we also gave us back our land. So that's a tremendous thing. We have to notice that. Now, in our Parashat Bamidbar, which is, um, and Nassau, Nassau as well, um, you see a lot of names. And they're repeating them over and over and over, over the names. Names of the princes, the Nesim of the tribes of Israel, repeated many times in our Torah. Rabbi Miller always stopped and make a special note of these names. He would say that these were original Jewish names given by our great mothers in Egypt. And you see, these names, if you start to examine them, they reveal a lot about our Jewish mothers. And you know, it was only because Nashim said Kaniyot, because of the Jewish mothers, that we were redeemed from Mitzrayim. Bizkutam. The Zechut Nashim said Kaniyot, that they were redeemed. Right? They wouldn't uh, abort the babies, they wouldn't, they didn't follow the uh, the uh, instructions of Paro, many things that they held on to. But one of the big things they did over here is they the names that they gave their children. They were original Jewish names that were emanated from their souls. They were novea from their souls of the Jewish mother. And you look at the names, which we'll look at a couple now, and you see what their intentions were, what they, where, they, where their feelings were. For example, it says here, Elitzur ben Shedeur. Elitzur, to break it down, Elim, God is my rock. He's my foundation. Elitzur. He's my rock. My rock. Ben Shede Ur. Shede is Shaddai. Shakai Ur. Ur is light. Light. He's my light. So the mommy named him. The boy was born and said, you know, let's name him a good Jewish name. An original Jewish name. He didn't name him after grandpa or his grandma or, his, or, his dad, or, or any relative. There was nobody to name Nobody was named prior to this Elitzur Ben Shede Ur. Nobody was named that. So, so. So the actually Shedeur was the original name, and then she named him Elitzur. But Elitzur was the original name named by the by the mothers, and we have to notice that the, the that's where they're that's what they were thinking about. They weren't thinking about 
uh, Harry and Jack and uh, Jimmy and uh, Ikey. They say, El Itzur. So the guy, the kid was walking in the street. The mother would call him, she calls him, he say, El Itzur. Come back, it's time for dinner. Uh, just the mention of the name like that, El Itzur, evoked the Irat Shamayim in our great nation. And that's one of the reasons that we were redeemed from Mitzrayim, put in Irat Shamayim. They have another name, Amram. Amram, the father of Moshe. Amram is the people of the Most High. Amram. Yochebet. Yochebet. Hashem is my glory. Yo, Hashem. Yochebet. My glory. Shelumi El. Ben Suri Shaddai. Shelumi El. Hashem is my well-being. We have Elishama. Elishama. Hashem has heard. Achi Ezer. God is my Ally, Achi Ezer, he helps me, he's my ally of help. Pagiel, I prayed to Hashem. Betzalel, in the shadow of Hashem. Look at these names, these names are phenomenal names. These names are original names. You didn't find any Frankies or Tonys or Johnnies or Cindy's or, or Sean's. There are, these, are, these are Goyim names which we picked up in America. Now we find a funny name, an odd name of a prince of Israel named Achira ben Enan. Nasi Naftali. Now if you break that down, Achira, doesn't sound so hot. What mother was going to t- name his child, her child, Achira? Ra, my brother is bed. Achi, literally, my brother is bed. Ra is bed. Now, now, now the Orachayim HaKadosh explains that name. And he says, Achira, he says, you know what it means? The mother was giving the child a big musar and giving us a big musar. That what what Achira means, what my brother has, he has a nice car, he's got a nice wife, got good, that's ra for me. It's good for him, but Masha Yeshla Achi, they're ra So you shouldn't be jealous of what your brother has. You should have good feelings for what he has. You should say, oh, he should enjoy his new home, his new car. He should enjoy what he has, all the possessions, enjoy his new suit. You know, we said that suit, that's good for him. It's a great suit for him. But for me, it's poison for me. It's rap for me. Poison. So that's one way to understand Achirab, why she named him Achirab, because it's a fundamental. Actually, it's the uh, which is don't covet, don't desire, don't be jealous. So she was reinforcing that by calling him Achirab. Don't be jealous of, not only don't be jealous that it's bad for you, so another way to understand it, Rabbi Miller gives a gives a, a, a novel way to understand this Akira. He would say it like this. I'd say, you know, when you read the Torah, there's no nekudot, there's no uh, punctuation marks in the Torah that gives it the sound. It's just, it's, there's no punctuation under the under the, under the letters. So when you see the word ra, it could resh ayin, it could be read reya. Reya means my friend. My good friend, my brother is good, is good. Achireya means my brother is my best friend. So, so, so that's a, a beautiful way to, uh, to to read that also. Achireya, my brother is my my best friend. It's like Ahata Reacha. Reacha is your friend. Reacha Kamocha. Now let's notice something that we should seem very odd to us when you think about it. Out of all the names. Jewish names, 
We don't find any parents named naming their children, children Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov. That's a very uh, tremendous observation. Rabbi Miller makes that observation that none of the names in the Torah, they don't repeat Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Why don't they name you know, name one of the Nesim, Abraham, Ben, so-and-so? Why not? So how can that be? Well, the rabbi offers one explanation, and he says that the Avot was so revered and so respected as the greatest and holiest of our nation that it, would be, it might be somewhat dis- of a chutzpah or disrespectful or a lack of fear to name their children these names. These kinds of names. Maybe like naming somebody uh, Elohim, like that kind of thing. Now, and now, in our parashah, if a man got involved with another man's wife, in our parashah of Sotah, we learned, had learned this lesson that he had, that he was, that she was poison for him. If he, then this whole problem could have been avoided. If they, if they learned the lesson we just said, what the other man has is poison for you. And what caused her to do this terrible act to disobey her husband and seclude herself with another man? Torah tells us drinking wine. Explain light, lightheadedness brings to lewdness. Ah, kalut rosh brings to zima, brings to lewdness, lightheadedness. Also, the wine of free time, the wine of money. Well, that's called wine. We'll explain that as wine. She, she's had too much wine. Another, another, another explanation, or another way to hear it, to understand it, is through the Mishle. Mishle says, "Mayim genovim yimtaku." Stolen waters seem sweet. What's forbidden looks more attractive, just because it is forbidden. Rabbi explains that. So, there's something inside of a person's soul that, if you can get something uh, legally. Very nice, but if you can get it in a forbidden manner, if it's illegal, it, the the, the yetzerah makes it seem like it's sweeter, it's sweet, right? I don't know, maybe if a guy, uh, forbidden, let's say a guy, a guy has a chance to uh, steal something, and he can afford, can afford it, but there's a watch hanging out there on a, whatever, on the, on the counter, and he has a chance to steal it, and maybe he, that, that, you know, that uh, he enjoys it more because he stole it. But it's all a demyon, it's all an illusion. Uh, maybe if he did it, he feels bad about it. Or maybe if he has a chance that he's out of town. He normally uh, eats kosher 100%. But he's out of town, he's at a steakhouse with a buyer, and they have the big fat steak, and he says, nobody's watching. So it's like stolen, it's like stolen waters. So he, he, he says, let me go for it. But the, the Mishle is using the following metaphor, Mayim. Mayim Genovim, stolen waters. Why is why water? Because water is colorless and tasteless. There's really no attraction to water. But but what's 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 the attraction? Because it's Genovim. Because it's stolen. That's why. Because it's illegal. When something's illegal, the the Malachamavid has many strategies at his disposal. And to trip up trip us up and deceive us and take us out of this world and the next world. We do need a lot of help from Hashem. The very first step is to know and admit that there is a powerful Yetzirah in the world. Just to know that. First, you've got to admit there is a Yetzirah. And, and it's placed by Hashem. That's the original Nachash, the snake. In fact, the Pasuk says, It says it's the Yetzirah. It's Tov Me'od because it tests us. It gives us a chance to exhibit and to, to, to uh, utilize our free will. If there was no free Yetzirah, there'd be no free will. We have to admit that the world is full of concentrated yetzerara. So you have to know you have to be on guard. 
It's like knowing that there's uh, bacteria in the world. If you don't think there's bacteria in the world, then then uh, you're not going to be uh, uh, careful with where you go, with your health, because you can't see it. But if you know there's a, if you really start to concentrate, you can't see the yetzerara. But if you start to concentrate and realize and learn that there is a pull, there's a pull of evil that's trying to kill you, then you can you can wear your raincoat. You can be on guard. You got to do. You got to take precautions for the yetzerara. You have to uh, you have to put a gather, put a fence around yourself for the yetzerara. And we'll just end off with. Parasha Berkat Kohanim. Berkat Kohanim and Parasha is a tremendous uh, inyan. And, um, and the inyan is like this, and it's a tremendous uh, musar, and something that we can do. Because we have to know that the big, big, we have the big, big mitzvah uh, to love your fellow Jew like you love yourself. So, how are you going to do that? You do it by outward, outward actions. Outward actions by encouraging him, by smiling at him, by. Uh, by telling him how much, you know, telling him good things about him. But another outward action is, is without even letting him know. How do you do that? By every time you pass Jews on the street, or you pass any any Jews anywhere, you say to yourself, you're working on yourself, ah, this Jew should have a long life and good health. You should have a lot of money, good children. You should, you should live a successful life with peace and peace of mind and everything. But you're not blessing the Jew. What are you showing? You're showing that I'm expending energy on this Jew because I love him. So when you do that, you, you are increasing your love for Jews and you are doing the greatest mitzvah and you're also emulating Hashem because Hashem is ohebet amo Yisrael. And you're doing a mitzvah of Hashem that you're working on yourself to improve yourself. All this with basically no effort. But train yourself every time you pass a Jew or you pass a house with a mitzvah on it or you pass your wife in a, and she's riding by you in a car. Or you, or you, anybody, any Jew, say to yourself, he should have long life and good health. And you know what's going to happen? I didn't tell you this. But Hashem promised Abraham, Hashem says, anybody blesses a Jew, you're going to get a, the blessing directly from Hashem. You can't beat that. So enjoy the day.